0: Welcome to the Ringer NFL Draft Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Ben Solik, and we are in Mobile, Alabama in person, baby. In a hotel room. In a hotel room. Very yeah, well, intimate. It's cooler when you don't say it like that. That's like, <laughs> we are in a Holiday Inn, baby. Woo! <laughs> Downtown. We're coming to you here on the Ringer Fantasy Football Show feed every Thursday between now and the NFL Draft on April 27th. Again, Ringer NFL Draft Show on the Ringer Fantasy Football Show feed. It's a little confusing, but it's easy. Just come here and get the Ringer NFL Draft Show. Again, we're live in Mobile. We're at the Senior Bowl. We're going to get to the Senior Bowl. The players here, players you guys liked, players you guys think are okay. <laughs> we're going to rip off a very good podcast called Who Weekly, and we're going to just explain Senior Bowl players. But first, actual NFL stuff has happened this week, and we're going to get to all of that. it. Yeah. So first up, Tom Brady retired this morning officially. Again, this time for real, he says. So I, he posted the video. I will say, first of all, he's on the beach somewhere, mm-hmm. um, like Miami or something. Can you for, two thoughts initially? One, can you imagine just walking by and like seeing Tom Brady <laughs> retiring? That? Yeah, <laughs> like you taking a you take a video of him taking the video yeah. and then upload it before he does. He's a third person <laughs> yeah. angle of Tom Brady's retirement oh, video. Man. Schefter's like scoop. Secondly, I actually really appreciated that he was like, I do, I'd be emotional about it, but I kind of did that last year, so I feel like you can only do that once. I did appreciate. <laughs> yeah, that. thank you for that. Yeah, um, yeah. My gut, I don't know what you guys your first thought was. My first thought when watching that was Tom Brady's addicted to football, and people say they'll quit things all the time. And they keep doing it. And Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. Like it sounded the same way. People say like New Year's resolutions or quitting smoking or like whatever. And I was like, I believe you that you want this and mean it right now. I also don't think that necessarily has any bearing on whether you do it or not. Like, we'll just see. I don't know how you guys felt about that.
1: I mean, I think when it's a second time. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right. Right. I feel like, you know, you don't want to take the addiction metaphor too far, but in his second time in the very public eye it becomes really embarrassing if he comes back again and like it's just like alright like the first time was like wow what a competitor and this time it's like wow this guy's pretty indecisive this guy right. this guy struggles to figure out what he wants um, I don't know like I think while Brady wasn't in any way like prohibitively bad this year this was definitely like a season in which like alright he was old and I think that, that he feels like he's old and he feels like it's not He doesn't feel like he's going out on top, and he's not going to prolong that any longer.
2: So it's a little bit of a a Band-Aid rip. The vibes coming off of him, the body language, I talked about this all year. Like, his body language was really bad. Forget his body language. His body. He looked like a ghost. (laughs) He's (laughs) too skinny. He needs to pack some fat on there. To me, like, just from a 30,000-foot view, like, he looked like he wasn't having very much fun. Obviously, winning is more fun than losing, but just, I don't know. It just felt like he wasn't really... His heart wasn't in it quite as much as it used to be. That's how it looked, at least.
0: I said last year that he the biggest mistake he made was unretiring. Like he should have just gone out as like this legend who like came back against the Rams in the divisional round, and then the Rams just one up him and just kind of like went down with thirty seconds. And Cooper mm-hmm. Cup caught that ball, but Brady still somehow went back on a went out on a twenty one point comeback that he lost anyway. And now it's so different. But I don't, he always said that he'd retire when he sucks, and I'm just curious. So, like, do you think Tom Brady sucks right now, or was he just behind, uh, behind a bad offensive line? I
1: don't think he sucks. There's a chance that he sucks on his scale of, yeah. of playing football, right? Like this is the worst football I think he's he's played. Um, but I don't think he sucks. I was like, you know, he always said that he would play until what, like 45, right? 45. And he's he did it. Yeah. So, you know, like I don't know. I um I don't read much more into the Brady retirement than this guy retired last year. It was very clearly like a, a close decision in his mind. He then realized after he did it, it didn't feel right. So he played another year and he, you know, now he's a free agent. He'd have to pick up, move somewhere else, go to a different team, mm-hmm. deal with different reporters, deal with the whole balloon. he said, I was almost retired last year and now I'm retiring this year. And like, yeah, I do agree, Hype. It's there's a non-zero percent chance that in two weeks we're talking on this pod, like, hey Guess who's
0: back? <laughs> like,
1: but for right do? now, it makes sense.
0: What's he got going on?
1: Not broadcast. Like there was a report that like that whole Fox thing. He was kind of like, ah, nah, I don't know. And oh, then there was a report that he might. Is yeah, that going to yeah.
0: happen, or is that just something they announced before an earnings call?
1: Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> I'd be surprised. And like I think Greg Olson's done an extremely good job for Fox's number one team. So I don't know if he'll do that. I think he might like actually show for oh.
0: Oh, yeah. I can see that happening,
1: but he'll be back. There's no way he's going away. He's not going to fade into into the, like into the background. Yeah. He's yeah.
0: the least chill person. I, I don't know how he chills. I, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe he'll quit. Um, we talked uh, last week about like quarterbacks and where a certain quarterback's going to go. So, you know, we had been speculating, but now this is also one team at least that was hopefully maybe going to sign Brady now it needs a quarterback. So we're talking about the Raiders might sign him, 49ers. Right. Be, I, so much has changed even in the one week. Now Brady's off the board. Uh, and then. Brock Purdy. So we start with the Niners. Yeah. Brock Purdy tears his, uh, his UCL, UCL. So I don't know mm-hmm. if he needs Tommy John. I don't know. The yeah. Works. they just, uh, Lynch
1: and Shanahan spoke today, and it sounds like he's just going to be on the six-month timeline. But like saying, you know, Still Hey, we think our <laughs> seventh-round rookie, who we might want to be our starter, is only going to need six months to recover from his <laughs> UCL injury. Is not like as much of good news as it sounds like it is. Right. And yeah, UCL is a tricky thing. And so it looks like they're going to go the six-month route, but. You know, cross your fingers like Trey Lance broke and dislocated his ankle, had surgery and then had another surgery right. in December because yeah. it turns out surgery is hard and recovery stuff. And so, you know, they're they're really trying to window it there with this relevant for year two. Uh,
0: do you feel like now the Raiders, do you think the Raiders go get a veteran quarterback or the Raiders now in this like group that we kind of almost ruled them out from la- one week ago of that? They might like the Raiders now need to actually maybe trade up for the number one pick.
2: Is there a chance that they just keep car or is that no. that bridge, I, I, that train has sailed?
0: I would say 99%. I mean, Derek Carr, like they literally told him to go away. <laughs> no. Like they asked him to not come back. Or he and then Derek broke Carr with him. has yeah. one already like posted a goodbye to the Raiders on Instagram. And his brother is like
2: Okay, so he's not coming back. He's not no.
0: it's like bad blood. It's, okay. It, yeah. No.
2: Well, there is gonna be I'm on, honestly, there are a few like fairly intriguing free agent quarterbacks now. Like Jimmy G's gonna be free agent. A guy like Jacoby Brissett could be a starter in the league, still, I think. Um I'm not saying they're high level guys, but like guys that you can win with so they may go that route and then maybe take a guy in the draft but like
0: a guy you can sign but then you're flexible in whether you get a quarterback right. or not yeah
2: so i could see them go that route
1: yeah i think the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes is about to get really weird <laughs> <laughs> i think i think Rodgers we're going to hear more trade buzz for Rodgers as we you know go through this process go through super bowl we can get to the combine and i think that the niners are really primed like they tried to trade for Rodgers a couple years ago Think they're probably do it. Oh my God! It. Now the Niners are in on Rodgers. Yeah, I don't. I don't.
0: What I don't understand is, if the Packers lose to the Niners four times in the playoffs in mm-hmm. one decade, and then you trade them Aaron Rodgers, if you can't beat them, quit. Capi- yeah, capitulate. <laughs> like just surrender. Like you just can't. See, I don't know. I I just feel like they can't. Like it's so embarrassing. That's oh. just, like, just just folding into yeah. one team.
1: I uh, I mean like. Yes, but also no, right? It's embarrassing until the Niners' offer is way better than everybody else's offer, and then you're like, "Well, maybe I want my picks," you know. It, it, and that's that's what it ends up coming down to. But uh, like, I think the Jets are very clearly going to be in on Rogers. I think the Niners are going to we in on Rogers, so why wouldn't they be again? And I think the Raiders are going to be on, in and in, in interested in Rogers because of the Devontae Adams connection. I love and
2: that I, Devontae Adams leaves because yeah. he wants stability away from Rodgers. It's sick of like the. The hemming and hawing every offseason. We well, wanted to play yeah.
0: with Derek Carr's old quarterback, and now he's like, "I want to play with my old quarterback." Again. Like, I yeah. Rodgers, like, All
2: I do is go back to yeah. quarterback. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. When when Adams left, like there was some of that, but when you when you listen to Devontae talk about it and Rodgers talk about it, it sounds like they were like, you know, like there was it was amicable, right? Like, They're sounds, on the same yeah. page, more yeah, or less. Yeah. Um. And so I think that Rogers' situation is about to get really weird, and then. After that happens, we'll all go like, all right, and the next domino to fall is Daniel Jones. And then at that point, I'm no, no longer no. interested okay. or engaged.
0: If the Rogers trade happens and he does go to the Jets, I will take a victory lap because I, I feel like I've been beating this drum for two months that it actually makes sense for everyone involved for Rogers to go to the Packers. I also don't think Daniel Jones is leaving the Giants, but. You I'm, think it I'm, makes sense for Rocker, Rogers to go to the Packers? Sorry, did I say that? Yeah. I just I'm wanted to, if you're going
1: to beat the drum, if you're going to take a victory lap and let me beat the drum on for two months, I just <laughs> wanted you to say <laughs> the thing you've been yeah, saying. Like, you know what? Yeah, I want to help you out there.
2: One week since we talked last about this, where's Lamar Jackson going? We st- How do we feel about that after?
1: I mean, there was a report that he's getting the franchise tag no matter so what. So he's not going he's anywhere. He's staying. He's yeah. staying. If the Daniel Lamar Jones domino staying. falls, it won't fall now. It'll fall like at a weird time later. Yeah.
0: So speaking of dominoes, the other big story this week, Sean Payton traded to the Denver Broncos, which is crazy. So yeah. big deal. So the Broncos did have a first round pick because they traded away for Russell Wilson, but then they traded Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins. So they traded basically the Dolphins first round pick this year. And then it's second round pick next year. Not no. the
1: Dolphins pick. It's the Niners so, pick oh, that no, went no. to the Dolphins yeah. because of the Trey Lance <laughs> trade, then
0: went to the Broncos because
1: <laughs> the Bradley Chubb trade, and is now going to the Saints because of the Sean Payton trade. I love this pick. I hope it becomes a good player. <laughs> Can you say that
0: 10 times fast? So anyway, first, second, blah, 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 change. I don't, yeah. Whatever the hell like just said. Um, There are so many elements to this. I guess just first off, I think it's 10,000 feet. It's kind of funny that the Walmart family came in and they're just paying premium for everything. Like there's no everyday low price (laughs) with any of this. It's like they're paying a shitload. They're paying a first and a second just to give Sean Payton like 20 or $25 million a year. And then they already paid two firsts and two seconds and change to get Russell Wilson just to give him like 40 or 50 million a year. And it's like, oh my God. Like I know that that deal was done before they bought the team, but um, this is insane. It's basically three firsts. Three seconds and then in a way, Bradley Chubb still to have Russell Wilson and Sean Payton and Sean Payton. Yeah.
2: So, plus a fifth. Plus Drew Locke. Not that that matters. OK. It, plus change. No Fant.
0: Yeah. So here's the thing. I, part of this is interesting. <laughs> so like, we were arguing about this today, earlier today, in Mobile. And I think yeah. that what's cool about the Sean Payton, because we were basically like, is this a good deal? Mm-hmm. And you were like, well, first and second is what Devonte Adams went to for the Raiders. Yep, and you and you were like, would you rather have Devontae or Sean Payton? I was like, you don't ever get to actually think about that or argue mm-hmm. about that, like a coach or a receiver. And I was shocked that you you said you'd rather have Devontae.
1: Right. Well, the if you ask me, would I rather have Sean Payton or Devontae Adams? The answer is Sean Payton. Once we start including like re, like replacement value and opportunity cost, is where it becomes tricky right? In order to get Devonte Adams right now, like to get a star receiver from another team, I'd have to trade a first round pick and a second round pick, and then I'd sign him to an extension. So let's say I tried to do it with Devonte Adams. It doesn't work. Okay. Well, now I want to go get like, you know, we'll say like Tyreek Hill, which like doesn't make any sense because they just traded for him, but like Tyreek <laughs> Hill, I want to go get another top tier receiver. What do I have to do? I have to trade a first round pick and a second round pick. And then also like, or at least you mean the Dolphins doing like a fourth or something. I've to traded basically get first and a second, and then I have to sign him to an extension. So the cost to get Devonte was the same as the cost to go get Tyreek. because I missed Devonte, so now I have to go get Tyreek. Still an extremely good receiver. With Sean Payton in this instance, the cost to go get him is a first and a second. If I don't get Sean and I want to go get another head coach, I just go hire him, and I don't have to trade picks to the Eagles when I hire Shane Steichen. I don't have to trade picks to the Bengals when I hire Luana Rumo. I can just hire them. And so the the difference is like I think it's very good that the Broncos landed on Payton. I think it's good they got a good head coach in the building. We you know we've seen that that retread second effort head coaches tend to have a better success rate than like the hot fresh coordinator i think that's good i think he's a stabilizing force i think he's like a grown-up force with like a first-time general manager and a first-time ownership group and dealing with Russell situation i think it's all good it's just important to note that unlike all the other head coaching candidates he cost something and he didn't just cost something he cost something the broncos have less of than the (laughs) other teams because they traded a picture russell wilson and that's where it becomes all right you know, you're going to make a head coach hire? You got to get it right. Once you make a head coaching hire that costs you a couple picks, you really got to get it right. This is, this. you know, you're now spending more than the other teams do. The relative cost, I think, you know, it, it makes the decision a lot trickier. So, such that when we, like, compare spending a first and a second on Peyton versus spending a first and a second on Adams, it's okay. Like, I'd rather maybe spend the first and second on Adams and then just hire Luana Rumo and be like,
0: cool. See, I don't feel that way. How do you feel about that's DK? So... Yeah.
2: I get both sides of it. Obviously, what Ben is saying is completely logical. It's like you could just hire a guy and not have to give up two like two big like You, just, big, yeah. like you big could just picks. not. Like. Right, you could simply not tweet or something, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. On the other hand, though, like when you look at the most successful teams, the most consistently successful teams over the years, they have like four pillars in place. The head coach, the quarterback, the ownership group, and the GM. And if those people, if those like factors all work in relative harmony that's where you get like long-term winners and so i'm sure from their point of view they're like we've got the ownership us (laughs) you know we've got a gm who i guess they still have confidence in um now we have a quarterback and the gm that we can and and all those variables together like no matter how much it costs like now we can be a super bowl team i'm sure this is like how they're talking themselves into it so i do think it's like a lot to give up for all these variables but at the same time those are the most. Those are the four most important parts, I think, to a franchise in terms of yeah. consistent long term winning.
1: If you, you know, give me a trillion dollars, make me the CEO of Walmart and the owner of the Broncos, and <laughs> it's not sure. Tr- it's just seventy billion. Oh my bad. You. It's on me. It's on me. It's on me. I sit down and I'm. I'm. looking at this team. And, like, they're also a first-time owner group, a little bit green to it. They got Russell Wilson, and, like, you know, he was supposed to be the guy that got them in contention. I can understand how they have talked themselves into and how I would also talk myself into, let's get Sean Payton and go win a Super Bowl in two years. Yeah. Uh, From the outside, I go, dude, look at the division. Look at the conference. Like, look at Russ's age. Like, you can't. So I get why, like, with their proximity to it, they've talked themselves into it. I think Steven uh, Ruiz, for us, made a really good point in the article he wrote about Payton, which was that, like, hey, like, even if that was the assumption and it doesn't work because Russ is washed, Sean Payton's still a good head coach, right? Like, if I say, yeah. like, oh, no, this team has to go through a huge rebuild with low money, Oh, Sean Payton's very high on the list of guys i would like to be there to help us through it, right? He's yeah. good at, at coaching around different quarterbacks, changing his offense for the skill set of the quarterbacks. I think he's going to help Russ. I really do. That, of course, presumes that Sean Payton is interested
0: in doing that. Right? I think yeah. that's that's the and, argument yeah. to me for what you're saying about the first and second, because if Sean Payton's, like, going at 110%, yes, what concern? I mean, this is unfair, right. but what concerns me is he took this job, I feel like not because he's like, Denver's where I want to be and win yes. Super Bowls for my legacy. He took the job because he's like, holy shit, they're going to pay me $150 million <laughs> in six years. Yeah. Is that is that the official number? On I the don't deal? know, but yeah. let's like I'm basically extrapolating from the reports that he wanted a twenty, 20 to twenty five million, and I'm assuming he got you know if Matt Rule got a six year deal, I'm going to go Did ahead and, go and say Sean, yeah. Sean Payton probably got six years, so it's twenty times six is like the floor, and it's like look, it's not bad that he got paid a lot of money and he got what he's mm-hmm. worth, but it's not good that that's what pulled him into the job like cash money yeah. records, and like mm-hmm. that shouldn't be it.
1: That's where I officially land on like just this entire thing for the Broncos is I think. Like, when I wrote my article, I said, like, all right, let's start with what happened. Sean Payton's the coach of the Broncos. It's good news. It's nice and simple. It's great. Once we, like, widen the scope a little bit, (laughs) the news just starts getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Where when you realize that, like, the Broncos are claiming that they were not trying to get D'Amico Ryans on the phone the <laughs> day they hired Sean Bean, But I'm inclined to believe the report that came out five minutes well, before dude, that So report. Ian
0: Rappaport tweets, wow, this is weird. Like, yeah. they were going to get Payton, and then they were going to do D'Amico, and then they were going to talk to Harbaugh, and yeah. then it was like they were calling the same day. And then five minutes later, Adam Schefter's like, nope, none of that yeah. happened. It Actually, was just paid Her sources, we didn't like Rapp's tweet. Like,
1: you
2: know? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys.
1: Like, we can see this. So... Um, I think the Broncos hiring coach or the hiring process is an example of bad process, good result. Right. And good result is good. But over time, bad process wins out. And so if they like typically go this way like, or Danny says, they're not getting the discounts. The Walmart (laughs) folks, you know, they're playing premium price that's going to think be a problem for the team long-term. So really, like, Broncos are, are one of the most fascinating teams in the league right now.
2: This is not a very novel thing to say, but it just it had slipped past me until now that it's George Payton and Sean Payton. And yep. Peyton Manning, <laughs> and they all spell it
0: differently. And yep. it's like... It, so, wow. I annoying. Mean, anyway, yeah. yep. But back to the question of Payton or, or Sean Payton or Devontae, I'm kind of, like, still team coach. Also, this I've never thought of this before, but just off the top of my head. Coaches who've made two Super Bowls in our lifetime, Andy Reid for the Chiefs, who was formerly a successful coach of the Eagles. Bill Belichick, who was a coach for the Browns. Um, You got Tom Coughlin, who was a coach for the Jaguars. Like, I I don't know. I kind of think of, again, it's not like as simple as A plus B equals C, but I kind of look and I'm like, if if it's successful, you look at all the, the coaches who have been traded. It's like, John Gruden's a weird one because he got traded to a stack roster, but immediately beat the team that traded for him in the Super Bowl, which is insane. Mm. But you know, Bill Belichick was traded for a first and second, as so, as you said to me earlier. Like that was basically punitive. It was like the Patriots stole him from the Jets, and then they had to like pay damages. And but again, a first and second for Belichick is that the be- best trade in sports history? You know what I mean? A right. first, a second, and yeah. third for Bill Belichick. It's like what was he really worth? Like eight right. first round picks? coaches
2: don't have like yeah. their prime years either. Like they That's can the, yeah. well they do, but less. It's way wider. It's way. Yeah, wider. Yeah, so.
0: I guess the a C, like. I guess I look at it as if Sean Payton's middling. Like, yeah, I, I, maybe Devonte's better, but I'm like, if Sean Payton does a good job and maximizes everyone on the team, how could he not be worth more than Devonte Adams?
1: I think, like, yes, I'm not positive we get that, right? That's and, fair, and, and, and that's that's where like it's like a lot of this nuance and a lot of this like, right? How exactly did the Broncos land on Payton? How exactly did the Payton land on the Broncos? Like, that's where it starts to fold in. Um, there's a Wikipedia article actually that I found uh, when I was writing the piece about list of Super Bowl head coaches to to help make your point. Uh, Coaches active right now who have been to multiple Super Bowls. Oh, Pete
0: Carroll, I forgot. Yeah,
1: Sean McVay's been to two. Pete Carroll's been to two. Mike Tomlin's been to two. Andy Reid's been to three. In in a week and a half, he'll have been to four. Bill Belichick's been to nine. Those are are the only active coaches who've been to multiple Super Bowls. The, The totality of coaches who've been to multiple Super Bowls is like about 20. I'm just like looking at it from here. Sean Payton, since Sean Payton became a head coach, only Belichick has won more Super Bowls than Sean Payton. He won one, McVay
0: won one, Carroll won one, Tomlin won one, Reed won one. Like, And if you know. it's just games since like 20, 2009, it's just Belichick and, uh, well, it, now it's Andy Reid, but it's like Belichick, Andy Reid, Pete Carroll, and Sean Payton, like th- that's the top four and everyone else, like, even yeah. Tomlin's behind them.
1: Yeah, so they, that's why it's important. Like when I say like Peyton's a, like a good coach, he's a great coach. Like I can understand why they talked themselves into Super Bowl with him. It's like people might say like, oh, we had 15 years of Brady, only one won the Super Bowl. It's really hard to win one.
2: They man, they also should have made two because it, of the yeah.
0: pass interference at the Rams. Like they I know, made I was thinking Super about Bowl. that too. Yeah. And they yeah. had the Minneapolis
2: Miracle Bad Beat. Like they had the two they- <laughs> most like unpro like improbable yeah. like
1: losses. Yeah. Nicole Roby Coleman is the reason Sean Payton's that coach to never progress
2: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Like sliding doors, I love that stuff. I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop. When is Taysom Hill going to That's be I
1: Denver said Denver to Bronco? Danny today in the stands, I said, who's your favorite 240-pound athletic <laughs> white man who's going to get drafted in the seventh <laughs> round by <laughs> the Denver
0: Broncos? Up? What do you give up for Taysom Hill, like a a first-round pick? One in a two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he and Sean Payton, equal value. Yes. Oh, my God. That's just fun. I feel like you never get to talk about like coaches or whatever like being traded.
1: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to all states, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.
0: Life is a highway. And on it,
2: there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Mick Crispy. So go ahead
0: and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
2: Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddleboards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving
0: to your local store, like now. Go! All right, so let's get to the Senior Bowl. Let's be real. Senior Bowl is kind of a weird thing. I don't. How would you guys describe? What is the Senior Bowl? Is this like a a job fair? Is that like the best <laughs> way to an, say it?
2: Intense athletic job. It's Not like,
0: really, at a job fair. There's some jobs
1: you don't want, and there's some <laughs> booths you pass. And here it's like, yes, I would love to be a Patriot. Yes, I would love to be a Bengal. Yeah. Yes, I would love to be a Cardinal. So yes, this I, like yeah. the
0: Wall Street series, whatever. And it's like you're going through all right. the banks, and it's like
1: it's like a, it's a showcase. You know what I'm saying? Like they say it's like a, it's a showcase game, but you're like you know. Think Shark Tank, but they're all pitching at the exact same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, shark, shark Tank! Shark yeah, Tank! There's was everyone. Yeah, sharks. Yeah. I can jump eleven feet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you interested in four thousand yards of career production at fifteen percent? Um, yeah, the, uh, it's right. It, it, it's it's a showcase. We see a sliver of the showcase because we see the practices. There's a large portion of the showcase in terms of interviews that we're not privy to, but that's what it is. Is like Shark Tank's a good a metaphor for that aspect of it because it's three total reps and one-on-ones, right, that day. Mm-hmm. It's it's a 15-minute, 5-minute, 10-minute meet-and-greet with the assistant general manager of the Lions. It's like you have a very small window to make a good impression, a positive impression, and you have to do it under very high stress. These players don't get a lot of sleep. They're doing a ton of stuff. This is multi-million dollars and everything like that. So it's, it's a showcase, and, you know, the amount of players that will make a ton of money or lose a ton of money is overstated, but some players will make a ton of money, lose a ton of money with their performance this week. They'll move up and have yeah. multiple rounds, and that's important.
0: So there have been a bunch of first-round quarterbacks here in the past. Like Dave Gettleman once said that he fell in full bloom love with Daniel Jones at the Senior Bowl. This year, honestly, let's be real. Like, there's not that many famous people at this game this year. Like Max Duggan, like the TCU quarterback, is like by a lot like the most famous player here, probably. And he's a fourth-round pick? No. At best? Later yeah <laughs> yeah like, like okay There's i love that. he's not gonna I'll, be
2: the highest pick but he probably is but the, he's the most he he's is, the most famous like household name he's
0: a quarterback and that's the perfect one yeah to explain what we're gonna do here we're gonna rip off a very great podcast called who weekly shout out who weekly which is about d celebrities and the whole point is there are thems and there are who's brad pitt is a them people know who brad pitt is mm-hmm. max duggan is a who and you're like, you know, the guy who got blown out by George in the title game. You're like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Ooh, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> so it's like, this is just a bunch of who's. And we're going to go through all the people who are like, who? Shout out Who Weekly. And we're going to go through all these seniors. You guys have been grinding tape, which honestly, I hate that term because w- how long has it been since you actually watched tape? Like 20 years? Like Yeah, it's so, all digital. Yeah, I was going to say uh, stri- uh, stream. I was, like, was going to be
1: like last night. And I was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> grinding streams yeah. just doesn't right. sound hardcore. Right. right. I've like, been streaming.
0: I've been, I've been streaming, streaming these too. linebackers. Streaming. sounds yeah. so hard. Yeah. yeah, it just doesn't sound cool. I streamed for several
2: minutes earlier. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, anyway, but you guys have gross. been watching.
0: <laughs> yeah, sounds really weird. Let's just run through. You want to start like in the, we'll just start with like vaguely like the best players, but we'll start with like the trench guys. DK, who's who do you think is maybe the best player here?
2: Keon White. Who? Yeah, pre-
0: <laughs> yeah, Monday. Who? Who is now that? as we're recording? Wednesday. Oh, oh, and, yeah. And, yeah and, it it, cool. This is
2: actually an excellent example because I think he's going to be one of the bigger risers coming out of the Senior Bowl. So
0: remember who? We Georgia Tech defensive end. He's a
2: tall, really twitchy athlete, you know. And he plays defensive end. He can play a little bit on the inside. He's just explosive. And he was a, I would say he's a relative sleeper coming into this week. And then Daniel Jeremiah, like, ranked him in the top 10. And then he's looked really good. And so, like, all these factors combined, he's going to shoot up a lot of draft boards, like, in the next couple of weeks. Just because people are starting to, like, pay more attention to him and see some of the, you know, some of the like athleticism twitchiness power strength but that, that's all that why he's stuff. like
0: maybe a top 10 pick
2: i think he could potentially be a top 10 pick so i mean i don't know exactly like obviously we got a long way to go and he'll i think he'll test really well too probably so that's gonna push him up um but yeah i would say he has a good chance to be the highest drafted guy because there's really not anybody else i think in this group here in mobile right now because there was a bunch of guys that dropped out like a week ago yeah that would would have been like top 10 picks but i think he has the best chance of being like you know a
0: top 10 top 15 pick why would people drop out of the Senior Bowl?
1: Well, there's uh, for some players, there's a lot to lose and little to gain, right? I Will think, Levis cough? Right. Will Levis is going to be a top ten pick. He's going to be a top ten pick if he like doesn't show up to anything for the remainder right. of the process. He should show up to the, the combine.
0: Well, he's got. To, well, how, first, Will Levis, Kentucky quarterback, and he has to eat yeah. mayonnaise. He put mayonnaise in his coffee on television yeah. somewhere. Oh, he might yeah, as well the that. mayonnaise coffee guy. Yeah. 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 Who? So, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, but even like Stetson Bennett, who's like, you yeah, Who? all remember Stetson Bennett. Mm-hmm. He was the, uh, the national champion quarterback for Georgia this past year and the season previous. Recently posted bail. Yes. And the <laughs> thing about Bennett is while, yes, it would be better for him to have been in the Super Bowl and not in the drunk tank at whatever <laughs> county jail he was in. <laughs> Bennett coming to this game and off of back-to-back national championships and like, demonstrating that he's smaller than and doesn't have a stronger arm than Clayton Toon
0: doesn't really help him a lot to the so point like, where he was like I'd rather be in jail yes right exactly <laughs> I'd rather <laughs> so be like, in jail than be worse yeah. than Clayton Toon so like Ben could have just
2: not done that second part though yeah no it was like a would you rather it was <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> he could have simply yeah. not Ben is a arrested. rare example
1: of like a day three pick who couldn't gain anything from the senior bowl because he really already kind of maxed out his stock at 25 with multiple national championships yeah but Will Levis um <laughs> Bryce Young was invited. You know what I'm saying? Bryce doesn't need this, right? Uh, uh, Devin Witherspoon, the Illinois corner. Yeah, then
2: Tyree Wilson
1: was... Yeah, he's banged up, you know? And, and, like, Levis is also banged up. So, for these guys as well, like, if you're at 85% and you've got a nagging injury, like, you know, you don't want to come and do an extra three, four days of workouts you don't necessarily have to do. So, there's dropouts that reason. So, we don't
0: need those guys because we have... um Oh, this is a real who. Co- I'm gonna get this wrong. Co- Cody moch Ma- Mouch? Motch. Mock. Mock. I think. mock. Cody yeah. mock. Spell mm-hmm. M-A-U-C-H. So North Dakota State, big time. Who? And yeah. so let me get this straight. He went to North Dakota State as a tight end. He gained 80 pounds. Bulked up. He lost like eight front teeth. <laughs> he now has Where did or- they go? He showed up like with a buzz cut and then he left. He has orange locks down to like sh- below his shoulders mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. a giant orange beard. And with that, with his he smiles a lot and he doesn't have like his front teeth anymore. Like I'm not gonna like he's, he's like a like hockey a,
2: player playing football.
0: Yeah, he got them
1: knocked out uh playing a basketball game in junior high. Mm-hmm. And he like played a ton. And so then I think he got like replacement ones, like fake ones, but he played so many contact sports that they kept on popping out <laughs> to the point where he was like, nah. And once you're just you're gonna leave yourself with no front teeth, you have to be a big smiler. If you're not so, like a, if you're just a regular smiler, Man, it's awkward. Like people like you Dude. smile as they find like, you're <laughs> your teeth. You have to just constantly be like,
2: ha ha and like smile and then let people know. Like It's an amazing party trick. I had yeah. a roommate in college who hit, hit the two teeth next to your front teeth. I don't know what those are called.
0: The I almost Whatever. said circumcisors. That's wrong well incisors incisors i confuse Um,
1: that a lot which is awful because like those are i'm really worried about (laughs) circumcised that's not that's not a good moment for the pod (laughs) that's that's a worrisome thing that just happened um
2: anyway he had he had those two teeth had been he'd lost those two teeth and he had like a retainer thing that would keep the other like the fake ones in and i didn't know this and one time he just looked at me and he goes, hey, Danny. And then he like <laughs> jiggled them around. <laughs> and it was like the most startling, That's just like crazy thing I've ever seen in my life. I'll never forget that moment. So he like Cody Mock could do this.
0: dude. So Cody Mock, I don't know what game I was watching when North Dakota State was playing, but I had something on ESPN and it was, like just some game on. And I was like doing stuff around the house. Like I wasn't watching my girlfriend. We were just like doing stuff. And like the vo- not really listening to the volume. And they just have this side by side of Cody Mock and another guy. And I'm like, I, I, who are they? Why are they comparing these two people? And it took us both like a full minute to realize it was the same person. It was a side by side of him four years ago. Anyway, is he good at football or is this just like the face of the senior bowl? Is this toothless ogre like lovable man?
1: You always get one. Right, where like the senior bowl always wants to make sure they have connections to the FCS, and that they're they're doing the work with those schools, and it's greatly to the FCS schools benefit and to the senior bowls benefit. Like last year it was Christian Watson. Christian Watson was a top four totally. pick, a wide receiver, massive rose of stock here. Sometimes it's you know like alignment and Cody Mox like a, he's solid film. His first week, first day was extremely He rough. struggled. Now he played tackle for the Bison, and he's playing guard and center here, right? Because that's where his size. Why would they do that? Because that's where his size more so uh, predicts he'll play at the NFL level,
2: right?
0: And so it's. But what are you going to learn from someone's first two days playing guard? Would you rather see well, their like the the ability to pick
2: up things quickly and like yeah. adapt it? Because a lot of the times these guys like the, the teams will ask them and encourage them to like try different positions, and then they right. obviously are going into that with the teams will go into that with that knowledge. Like he doesn't play this position, therefore we'll cut him some slack, but like how much can he pick it up? So it's not
0: even like, okay, we kind of know he's going to get his ass kicked right. day one playing against 100%. SEC guys, the best players he's ever yeah. played against, but it's like day two. So how did he do, did he do better he did better.
1: He did better. He snapped the ball well. He played uh, some center today. Yeah, exactly. He snapped yeah. the ball well as a center, which he's been working on. And then he, he, he did much better in one-on-ones uh, as a guard. And, and the, Oh, he's national team, right? I'm not, I can't I'm never, I, I can never remember which team. He's national team and the national team <laughs> interior is gnarly. They got some dogs. And so it, they, the entire uh, interior offensive line for the national team, because the, the, t- the team scrimmage against themselves. So yeah, we're watching practice. The game. We yeah. literally are talking I about practice. I keep forgetting that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's meaningful practice. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, this is practice that's super important. Like I said, it's a showcase. Yeah. He's national. National. Yeah. So like he's losing to Keanu Benton. He's losing the Bowling Green kid. Uh, but then the, the uh, second sorry, day he was better. Who? <laughs> yeah, I don't know the name of the bowling green kid. Carl uh,
0: Brooks. Carl yeah, Brooks. Right.
1: He's,
2: he's, he's been
0: he's oh, been excited. Uh, well, he's a yeah. he's a them. He's Carl an A-list. Brooks. Yeah. We all Carl
1: know. Brooks was a 300 pounds defensive end for yeah. bowling green. Like, I don't know what the situation is. <laughs> I
0: mean, even the bowling green themselves are kind of a who yeah, yeah. college. Yeah. Like, it's
1: like, uh, what is that? Yeah. The uh uh but he had a better day in in, in day two. And there are some guys, like uh uh, uh Keon, right from Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. Remind me his last name. Keon White. White. I always want to say Keon Cross, and that's a different yes. player. Yeah, yes, Keon <laughs> White. Uh White's a guy that you expect to walk in and day one dominate, day two dominate, day three dominate. Good
2: night. That's a lot of these he, guys will dominate day one and then stop playing because yeah. they're like, i right. shown that's, that i That's I'm what, good. right.
1: And like once like once Keon comes and he dominates, he shows that he's like that first round caliber. That's great for him. Mock is more one of these guys that you expect to come in day one and struggle. Like the quarterback's always day one. They don't know the timing with the receivers, right? They're not used to throwing at these guys. They can't they like shaky. snap it even. Yeah. yeah. And then like day two, they get better. Day three, they get better. So there are guys you expect to improve and Mock's one of those guys. Okay.
2: Not everybody can be Quinn Miners is kind of the the what, who? thing. Who Quinn Miners was? He's Wisconsin Whitewater lineman. UWW. Last year, right? I or two literally years ago? just
0: know Wisconsin. What, wasn't years,
2: that like a
1: Clinton two scandal? Years ago. What
0: is that? Is that a real place?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a satellite campus for Wisconsin that is a really really good D three school, and Miners played there.
2: Uh, Who who is D3, not even D2. What year was
0: this? Is this now? This was
2: two years ago, and now he plays for the Broncos.
0: Yeah. And he he, came in
2: and was one of the biggest risers in the whole thing, in big part because he was able to, like, pick things up on the fly. Yeah. You know, like, quick learner. He never made the same mistake twice, like all these cliches, but, like, the teams look at that and they're saying, like, this guy, we can coach him up and make him a really good interior lineman or whatever. Um, So... That was that's the other example that like comes to mind is Quinn Miners like ascension. That's not gonna happen every time for all these small school guys. Sometimes they just struggle.
0: Okay. So while we're on lineman here, Dewan Jones, Ohio State, he's got what we have dubbed now the Joey Porter Jr. arms, where it's like he his arms is, are so long yeah. the Kevin Durant thing, we need to put his pockets by his knees. <laughs> so is is this the best tackle? Like, is he a is he a first round tackle? Is he a second round tackle? Like I think he's end of the first
1: round yeah. by the time this is all said and done. When you go back and you look at previous drafts, you see a lot of senior bowl guys who make it like twenty five to thirty two. Um, twenty five to thirty two, what? It, it, oh, like in the, the draft picks. or arm yeah. length? Because I,
0: I have no idea how what long arms mean. I don't know. how long Okay, twenty five
1: to thirty two is that's pretty short arms. That you're playing guard <laughs> if you're at thirty two. If you're 20, under, if you're twenty five, how, how long are child. my
0: arms? Like I also don't think how tall am I in height? Six times twelve. What does that mean? What are you so talking 70 about? Inches? I'm Seventy inches. So how, my arms are supposed well, to be six times twelve inches. is
1: seventy-two. Let's agree on that.
0: First. You draft. You like draft nerds. <laughs> are always like, oh my god, thirty-four inch arms, and literally every time I'm like, okay, wait, so that means it's just about knowing your poles, right? Like thirty-three inches is the minimum.
1: <laughs> no, I'm saying like, like know, know the floor, right? It's just I like, know it's just that's a like funny do I term. know what like kind of honestly I probably can not look at somebody and be like, it's about thirty-four inch arms at this point because like, you're like longer than thirty-three inches. Dewan Jones is uh is what six foot eight. And then I want to say his arms came in like 35 and an eighth if memory serves. I
2: might I wrong on that? That sounds right. And then he had like an 89 inch wingspan. Yeah. Why do we have to do the eighth? Uh, That's how they do it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean like. we I mean, you
0: cut your nails. Why
2: do we have to do in
1: Any of this.
0: <laughs> like, None of this is real, man. Can we just use the like, metric system? The metric system would be <laughs> yeah. huge
1: help for a I lot know. of this. Um, right. Dewand is a large young man and he is <laughs> and and uh, he's a little bit plotting as, as bigger tackles tend to be, but he's not inflexible. He can get low, which is really important for guys of his size. And he uproots dudes. I'm talking about, like he, with his length, like there's a chance, like he would just like play at distance. Now he gets into guys, into guys <laughs> cylinder and lifts him up and, and, and moves him. You yeah. said
0: uproot. I'm picturing Groot. Yeah. yeah. Like Groot. Like, with his, like, like, Oh, that's a great conference. I'm going to yeah. use that
1: for my comp. <laughs> Yeah. He,
0: <laughs> he can, he, he can move
1: big players. He took DJ Johnson, the, the pass rusher to Oregon, and just put him in the turf, man. I mean, he's a, uh, He's the sort of like the the sort of arc that you got from Isaiah Wilson, who was drafted late first round despite like you know off the field red right, flags. I right. think you see an arc for Dewan Jones where like uh, if he shows functional movement skills, which I think is honest tape, you see it in the Senior Bowl and you'll see it in the Combine. You see that in 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 in, in Indianapolis. I think he's a
2: late a late one. And also, he did not show up today. He did one day, Wait, what? was very impressive, and then he stopped yeah. coming to the Senior Bowl.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me get this straight. Just to be clear. <laughs> On one hand, we're like, Cody Mock, you know, had a bad day. He shows up the second day resilient. No, he had Coach a good day. Is, no, I, I know that. Cody Mock. I don't want to call. If ogre sounds mean. I mean, like a lovable ogre. Like he's. <laughs> like, oaf. oof, oof. That's what I've been looking Oafish. for. He oh, is really. oofish. He's like bad first day. You show up second day. You play better, great, resilient. Coaches love that. You're telling me that a guy has one good day of practice, is like wipes his hands like, all right, I'm good. Yeah. Beast. Well, like, but, yes. but
1: co- no, the coaches and the scouts hate that, but the agent's doing it because you prove what you came to prove. Now you're you, dominant. If you get yeah. hurt, it, it, it lowers your stock. It's so just, the
2: guy has to be like, my agent told me to, and like he's I think he said I don't even know if he said anything, but basically they were like I had a small injury or something yeah. like that. Like Javon Kinlaw very famously right. like walked out on the first day of senior bowl practices. Dominated. Played
1: like like <laughs> heavy metal. Like just like wreaked havoc. Like it was like a, it was an anime dude. I mean he was all over the place. And then like next day it was like my hand hurts. My hammy. My hammy. <laughs> it's so yeah. funny to me to be like
0: like, <laughs> sh- like imagine doing that at a real job interview like you crush the first interviews and then I like, come back for the second day and you're like nope fuck off. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, I left already. Yeah. Like, Listen the
1: entirety of the, the draft process cannot be <laughs> likened to any sort of real interview process. No. <laughs> it's all bananas.
2: Dude, on the other side of the coin, by the way, Roshan Johnson running
0: back. This is a total
2: random yeah. aside. He's the, he, he's the
0: backup he, to Bijan. He's Right. Like the, the and he's a school. pretty good
2: player. He looked pretty good on day one. He played the, most of the first practice with a broken hand, and then he like realized his hand was broken, and then he he had to yeah. drop out today because his hand he has broken. a broken hand. <laughs> But like that to me was like holy shit! You showed some toughness. He just like basically finished practice with a broken hand. Dude, this I broke whole, my hand. It this whole job
0: we have is so weird. Yeah, this is so odd. I got. I literally had breakfast with that dude this morning. With Roshan Johnson. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I and and He coffee. didn't mention his broken hand. No, I, <laughs> I shook. Wait, which hand is? I wait. He the broke. He broke it yesterday or today? I shook his hand. He broke I didn't it yesterday. Know you saw Roshan this morning. How I they? didn't have my coffee yet, and I sounded like a moron. But he was very polite about well, it. Well, but if maybe I sh- you broke his hand. Do you think my handshake was too strong? <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, like investigation. into <laughs> Danny <Heifetz laughs> How, he okay. how he right. draft? Let's talk. move on before I get like a grievance or something. I know, right? Um, okay, uh, receivers. I want to know about which receivers yeah. are doing really well.
2: I think the biggest story of the of the week so far we've obviously only been two days but is this Michael Wilson guy from Stanford who Mm -hmm. exactly that's actually literally my reaction because I he was not on my radar to be totally honest it was like one of those guys where I'm like oh I don't recognize that name really I, I don't know who this guy is part of the reason is he's played six four and four games in each of the last three seasons he's missed more games with injury over the last three years than he has played Stanford, so is he yeah. like
0: Mike Williams's little brother, like
2: right <laughs> I, on. yeah, and I was trying to figure out what his injury was last year, and it was like undisclosed or something, or the year before. He Not was just right. ready
0: for the NFL. He's like, I don't need to play anymore.
2: <laughs> but he has been incredibly, incredibly impressive. So I think he's been one of the top standouts, like at the receiver position. Period. But that's especially true because I think he came in as one of the more relative unknowns. Um, so you know, credit to the NFL and and Jim Nagy for like, you know scouting this guy up and seeing he had some traits because, like, he was not on my radar coming in. And so he's been, I think, one of the more impressive guys. He's a former four-star. Um, he has, I would say, like, really quick feet combined with, like, good size. I think he's, like, six two. What is he? He's 6'2", six, six 210 two or something like that.
1: That was his, like, like uh, listed weight was 6'2", 210 two, uh, two by, by Stanford. He was 6'1 a
2: half two sixteen. 216.
0: Mm-hmm. Every time I think of listed weight by a college, I think about how my high school let me list myself at whatever I wanted. Oh, my driver's
2: license says I'm 5'8", brother. (laughs) (laughs) They actually listed him. They listed him a little bit taller, but he's heavier here than he was playing at Sanford. So anyways, he has good size, um, really quick feet for his size. I think he just like moves really well. Good body control. He was winning a lot of the one-on-ones. He just looks really good. So So your
0: deep knowledge, you two, of this guy that you kind of found out existed like 48 hours ago. Um, <laughs> give me a 100% deadlock, rock-solid comparison of exactly who was NFL career. Ability. Throw an Ooh, uh, That's a good question. Is he Calvin Johnson? Is he Keenan Allen? Is he J.J. Siegel whiteside <laughs> Blend for those three.
2: I mean, the guy that came to mind was like Michael Pittman. Like, stylistically, I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Michael Pittman, but like, yeah. good size, like good movement skills, can run after the catch, like get right. deep. Yeah, that was, was the guy who... I thought of, but like, I'm not saying he's going to be Michael Pittman. Yeah, no,
1: Pittman, Pittman's a good one. My first thought was like, right, like that, like what Adam Thielen is right now,
0: right? Sort of a guy in a good terms one. of like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. like going to be put out to pasture, like a farm of state. <laughs> well, just to say that, like,
1: like the, uh, what's Thielen? Oh, Thielen six two, two hundred. There we go. Love that. Um, Yeah, but like, you know, not like a one, but uh, a guy who uses his size well, runs his routes well. Moves most of what on the field, we call them possession receivers.
2: I wonder where he'll, where he'll get drafted. Obviously, this is early still, but
1: yeah, the the most important like thing we haven't looked into, which is what his medicals look like. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's well, I mean, you've only mm-hmm. had 40 hours. Okay, speaking of good school, Stanford, um, Princeton guy. What's uh, up with
2: that? Andre, oh, you, how do you say <laughs> I'm pretty sure Yesovas? it's I'm Yesovas? pretty sure it's Sovet. Yeah,
1: uh, that's oh, the this cool is where it's so helpful that you
2: he's Hawaiian. Oh my god. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't. know. I briefly thought yeah.
0: you're like Russian. I don't know. Heritage was oh, I thought European. his name was Greek. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So stupid. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty. None of us are even
1: remotely <laughs> yeah, near that. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. Like, I don't think his like Andrei Sova sounds like right. It sounds like European. Sounds like a great composer. Yeah.
2: I had written down Yosovas.
1: You wrote down the pronunciation? <laughs> yeah. All right. Welcome I was listen- to the senior
2: I was, ball. <laughs> I was listening to like you know his tape or whatever, and the, the announcers the were saying, are saying Yosefus.
0: This is great. We can't figure out his name, but he was really good and everyone's like Princeton guy. Well, he's no? Princeton,
2: so therefore he's not like right. that well-known, but he's he's a heptathlete, which I don't exactly know what that What entails. number is that? That's seven? seven? <laughs> so it's
1: like a run and then another run and then jump over guess? some wait, hurdles. Did I say that seven? right? Hep-ta- hept- heptathlete. Yeah. I heptathlete. would like everyone
0: listening can play along with this. The seven a Heptathlete, so running, swimming, biking. No, 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 no. no. It's the, the, like a triathlon, a decathlon. It's, it's like it's, track it's, and field.
1: Yeah, it, and it's not oh. like running. Yeah. <laughs> no, was like and like,
0: that's Iron Man. Uh, oh, <laughs> swimming. Running is not just one. <laughs> just, How are you going to get to seven? It's so like somebody makes a move from the air. What's a triathlon, a biathlon, a decathlon? And, I was like, right. what's the one with the ten?
1: So a heptathlon. Heptathlon uh, is a uh, hundred meter hurdles.
2: High jump, shot put, two hundred meter dash, long jump, javelin throw, eight hundred meter run. So to, to sum up, he's an incredible athlete in like a lot of different ways, and I think you can actually see that. Like when you when he was running routes and he was like go, doing some of the one on ones yesterday on uh, Tuesday, I look up and I see this guy in an orange helmet, and I'm like, I don't know who that is. I like right off the top of my head, and he's like, Did you say I don't
0: know who that is, or were you like, what what school is that?
2: Both. <laughs> I was like, I can't recognize this. It's foreign to me. I don't know what's going on, and. He, but he just moves well. Like, obviously, he's a pretty good sized athlete and he's fast. And then I look it up and it's this Yosivas guy. So, um, well, we can figure out how to pronounce it by like April.
0: We have like two months to figure out how to say it's,
2: it. It's spelled for those of you at home I O S A V I S. And I think it's pronounced Yosivas, but Yosivas, we'll maybe people can correct me if I'm wrong.
0: I don't actually mean to make fun of like how to pronounce. I just generally like. Yeah.
2: Well, I've heard like I've never 12 heard different pronunciations since I've been here. So who knows? Honestly, That's
0: the best uh, nice way to put it is I, I haven't actually heard two people say the same
2: word. Right. The single most
1: valuable thing in all of scouting is the Princeton kid. It's always, <laughs> right, it's always like, the kid. I will like, I will know the name of the player I'm talking about, but just inherently default to, like all oh, the
2: Iowa State This kid, is the universal
0: you know? dad thing where yeah. it's like, there's a point, DK, your father, you understand. There's a point where you're like, you know what? Not learning any new names.
2: This is why coaches are always like nine,
0: like yeah. they'll just call <laughs> nine, by their number. Sixteen, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, oh my! My dad is always like Danny. I love this kid from LSU, and I'm like Joe Burrow. He's like, yeah,
2: this kid. So yeah,
0: like, nice. loves the kid from.
1: Why hold two pieces of information in your head? School name when you could hold one piece of information in your head? School. This is yeah, efficiency. Exactly. Yep. So, all right, Princeton kid. I like I like Reed a lot. The Michigan State kid, Jaden Reed. Uh, me too yeah there is a <laughs>
0: i'm just you keep saying it i'm like like people are supposed to know I'm like, i know, Dude, I, do. I don't even know these
1: like yeah oh, we will do it this way jaden reed who the one guy making all of the michigan state quarterbacks look decently okay at times for the last four years yeah. oh him uh we have a proliferation of smalls we have an epidemic there's just smalls everywhere <laughs> there's just s-m-o-l it, yeah just Small. tank Dell. like yeah tank dell the houston receiver is here he's like Five nine of Yeah. What Trey Tucker from
2: Cincinnati. Five here. nine one eighty seven. Can we, I tell
0: you like a like thing? I shouldn't. I'm gonna say this and like it's on one hand, it's like a little upsetting to say, but it's honestly just true. When we like walk around the senior bowl, and like you know, you get to the, the interviews, the one on one, you're like here with like you know, 30 of these guys, right? And you're walking around. If I I am not like I'm I'm am ten. I I'm, so I'm literally average height, right? If I look down at a guy <laughs> and he's not a running back, I'm kind of like, oh boy. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm like, this right. is this is bad.
1: Uh, yeah, so there's there's a lot of small receivers that have been like in the last few draft classes and this year there's a glut of them. There's too many. Yeah. And Jaden Reed benefits from this because Jaden Reed in usual conditions would be like, oh, he's a little undersized. He's like uh, a shade under 5'11". He's 191. Oh, he's not the biggest receiver. Terrible under 5'11. Terribly. It's not terribly small. Right, but then you, you watch him with these other guys and you're like, that fast one's big. This is the big fast one, you know Right? Like, right. He's He is playing at very high speeds. W- w- and what I mean by that is like, he clearly has like legit athleticism and he's got long speed, he's got quickness. But a lot of these other players are just kind of like, the- some of these quick guys, they like separate and they like hit a nice move, but they're out of control. They're wheeling. They're trying to find the football. They're not
0: playing and running routes and and, and tracking and, and-, and boxing mm-hmm. out defenders. It's almost like the 40-yard dash is a track thing and that doesn't mean you can do your yeah. job as a wide receiver getting around a quarterback at your 40-yard right. dash. Right, and
1: Reed just clearly like, he his body just knows what it's doing, right? It's not even mental. Like he's just yeah. naturally shielding off a receiver. He's finding the football. He's adjusting. He had, which is he, the definition of athleticism, in a way. Yeah. It's just always being under yeah. control. He had two incredible deep routes, wonderful catches, both of them against the sideline, both of which were like called incomplete, and he was so mad at the refs who were but like, like spiritually, like, whatever, just he here it. to help. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the proof of concept in terms totally. of like the body control, making catches at high velocity, surviving the ground, like. There's there's a there's a completeness there that some of these other speed guys lack, and and he has a, a good enough density to him. He seems like the sort yeah. of guy who, if I'm if I'm pursuing that speed threat, that you know, touch the ball behind line of scrimmage, that hand off, that return threat, and I'm worried about all these sub 180 pound guys. Jaden Reed is, is is the guy that I prefer. I've been impressed
2: with him. I like I, I agree completely. He was the guy that caught my eye the most day one. Um, I knew who he was beforehand, unlike the Michael Wilson guy. So that's, I guess, the reason I brought up Michael Wilson first. But I thought J- Jaden Reed has been probably the most impressive all around receiver. The two guys that you mentioned, um, Tank Dell and Trey Tucker. Tank. Um, Nathaniel Tank Dell, he's 5'8, 165. And then Trey Tucker, oh, 165. He's 5'8.
0: 165 and he goes by tank. Yeah,
2: they, that's <laughs> how It's we, like a big guy being named tiny. <laughs> <laughs> um, Roger. And then Trey Tucker, <laughs> Trey Tucker from Cincinnati. Both of these guys are have really like in, impressed. They look really good. Like, if you go watch their cutups of like their uh one on ones, they're absolutely just annihilating people. But that's actually something you got to be a little bit careful right. about in this situation because that's what the smalls are supposed to do, right? There's don't don't overemphasize how good they've been in one-on-ones because they know where they're going. Like it's so hard for the corners in these situations. It's like they could; these receivers can go anywhere on the field. There's
0: no other players, and well, it's cause like the whole point is if, if a cornerback has safety help,
2: right? You can go or to like the sideline and line. throw yeah. that
0: small man to the ground. Yeah. And if it's one-on-one, if you do that and it doesn't happen, he just runs past you. So it's like, it's unwinnable. Yeah.
2: So you have to be a little bit careful, but I will say both of those guys have looked really exciting. Um, the other one I want to throw out here before we move on from receivers is Puka Nakua from
0: BYU. That's an incredible name. Who? Sorry. Who, I have yeah. always remember. Yeah, sorry. I'm forgetting. It, 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 who, who can, who, what is the name again? Puka Nakua. So we can do oh, Puka Nakua.
2: He's actually a great example too of this who thing, because uh, I was watching uh, Jaron Hall, the quarterback from BYU, some of his tape this year. And I, and this guy Nakua kept showing up. I'm like, who is this guy? Because he actually has some really impressive tapes, some big catches. He's, he's another yeah, be like
0: Nahua, not Huku. It's not Huku. It's Nahua. Nahua. Uh, I got you. I got <laughs> you. They were there. They were that there. was right there.
2: Anyway, so those I would say those are for me the most impressive guys this week um, so far. It's been two days, but in terms of the receiver position, those guys have really stood out.
1: The other dudes who I would say I've really enjoyed watching uh, Keanu Benton knows tackle yeah. out of Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, he has the potential to be a high pick, in my opinion, a defensive tackle. Uh, Will McDonald, the edge out of uh, Iowa State, who I wanted to like his film more than I did. He's like, measurables are great, body beautiful, good movement skills, and now he's killing these one on ones. And I'm like, don't do this to me, Will McDonald. I don't, I, I don't, I don't need this in my life. Uh, Sidney Brown, safety out of Illinois, he's been impressive. It's a really weak safety class. I think that he can be impactful. And then I always forget the name of the Kansas State corner. Buclew Kelly. Blue Q. Kelly. He was, uh, Stanford he was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. He had he, a great day today. I'm impressed by him. He had a
2: pick and then an almost pick again.
1: Yeah. And I'm going to find the Kansas State corner's name. Julius I'm say Brents. It, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Brents. six
2: three two zero two.
1: Yeah, he's. It's a challenging world out here for corners. It's really hard to look good. He's looked good. Uh, you
2: know who just uh, like from the stands, the guy who's like really impressive is JL Skinner.
1: 06 uh, six foot four. He is Boise. a Boise tall guy.
2: Tall. tall glass of water. I was
1: uh, I was <laughs> I was uh, speaking with a scout during practice, and I have not watched the Boise player. And I said. Uh, what's like tell me about this boy safety? what does he do
2: and he goes b6 four and I was like, yeah that's fair <laughs> uh, He just towers over all the other corners yeah. is why uh, like you, yeah. you can like pick him out from like a hundred yards away. but I would say that like
1: there's always uh a couple names that like you did like you know they, they don't seem like a big deal like oh maybe they're a day two guy whatever that end up sneaking in around one and some of those dudes uh John Michael Schmitz, the yep. the interior office alignment out of Minnesota, a couple of those now. guys might sneak in. The one guy who might not, he's not going to sneak into the end round one because he won't because of positional value, but is great is Ty Sharp. I, mm, I, yeah, Spears. I, Tyje Spears, excuse me, thank you. Uh, running back out of two lane, man, yeah, I watched that film and I was like, yeah, this is it. He's and then he's coming clear. out here and he just looks great. He looks great in pass protection, he looks good, he's built well. Uh, he, and of course, my favorite player here, the Michigan State punter. Uh, oh, yeah, Bryce Behringer.
2: The two big winners of the week—they won't go round one, <laughs>
1: but the two big winners of the week:
2: Ty J Spears and my boy Ben Bryce was Behringer. literally timing the hang time of this guy's punts, like during special teams install. He's hitting
1: 65 <laughs> with five-second hang time.
2: Pro player, baby. It was amazing.
1: I had no idea. That was the first thing I did when I arrived. I mean, because like you're going, and, like the teams go through warm up and stretch. And the only thing that's like really happening that's meaningful is like the specialists. And Behringer
2: just booming. And- he wears those goggles too. Yeah, like he's, the got, he's got he
0: got sports goggles. Specs, yes, on on Wait, punter. so because I, I love glasses kicker Blankenship. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so this is, is like glasses that punter or his cool. Does his look like glasses kickers or is I think it? Think like so. They're like the black,
2: that. really thick yeah. black yeah. frames. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Now let me. I'm gonna uh, uh, Colton Pouncy of the Athletic, who who did Michigan State stuff, shared this on, on Twitter. Uh, Berenger walk on Illinois in two, 2017 transferred to MSU in 2018 joined MSU football mid season that year was not asked to return in 2019 took pictures for the creative team in 2019 returned
2: to he the football was the team photographer? in 2020
1: in 2019 he was the photographer <laughs> for the creative team returned <laughs> oh Returned to the football team in 2020 they made him like
2: an equipment are you, manager are you
1: returned to you the team in 2020 <laughs> led the Big Ten in punting in 2021 Ray Guy award finalist what, for the best what? punter in the, Is in this the country like in Janus 2022 the LASIK? it's yeah, like he this just, just this is
0: the greatest story of the I know. I, was like, track. I gotta write a story on this guy. <laughs> He's just incredible. Did, did he just need the glasses, and then he yeah.
2: became a better punter? Maybe the Rex Specs changed everything. Oh my god! They literally made him like an equipment yeah. manager. Wait,
0: so we gotta find his like photography. We gotta find That's his what I'm gallery.
2: Saying. Does he get a good eye? That's the question. Yeah. Like, is he? you well, know? The, is with he good the Rex
0: Specs. specs.
2: <laughs> 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 He's also very good at racquetball. Uh... I don't know. Oh I like can okay. picture a guy in those specs. Where okay. I was like, <laughs> is there more? We? Uh, <laughs> no, that's it.
0: There's, okay. A few other oddities um, that I wanted to mention. You guys can throw in anything that sticks out to you. I do want to mention there's a, a quarterback from some college named Shepard, which I think is an elaborate hoax. Yes. And his dad was an arm wrestler, a professional arm wrestler. I think this guy's made up. This I don't is, think anyone yeah, can prove to you me You can't that,
2: prove he actually did any of the things that they've said he's done.
0: I don't think Shepard's a real place. I don't think <laughs> his dad's a professional armor. I think it's like a like a long con. Give
2: me a guess of where you think Shepard is, the college. I looked it up the other day. Don't Google it.
1: I'm not Googling it. I promise.
0: <laughs> we should have done two, two, fake, two colleges in a lie. <laughs> Seriously. That was yeah. a mistake. Tennessee. Not bad. It's always somewhere south.
1: It's
2: always like Kentucky. Georgia. West Virginia. That was I, That's um, south. Ish, yeah. So, yeah, this guy's name is Tyson Badgent. He has 158 career passing touchdowns, which I believe is the NCAA all-time record.
0: Oh, yeah, that, that is the most of any player ever at any level. It's D2, but he's the right, most.
2: Right, right. And as you said, his dad is a former champion arm wrestler. I was reading up on what this does
1: guy. What mean? Who so, I think arm
2: wrestling? The best. And he wins.
0: <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what would you rock? say is like, a champion? the rock? Sure. What was that guy who got who got... Not canceled, but uh, the, the guy with the shirt, Liver King. Like, could he beat Liver King in an arm wrestling? Co-? Like, who's, are we really, it's s- all, are dude, we sending it's our technique. best it's the It's not just
2: having big arms, it's technique. Yeah, dude, it's all about wrist strength. I, so apparently his dad. You YouTube some arm wrestling.
0: I did this. Look, oh, I broke a, a running back's hands today. So like, you know what? I think that I know some. <laughs> arm wrestle Ty- Ty- Badgen's dad, Tyson yeah. Badgen. Tyson Badgen.
2: His dad is like a bit of a showman. Um, no shit, he's a so professional
0: arm wrestler.
2: He go up he, I was the uh, watching a video of him. He's like yelling at his opponent. <laughs> <laughs> Psychological
0: he's like you warfare. know like doing the
2: thing where he's just like holding his arm at like a 45 degree angle as the guy's like straining to get him like over get like you know finish the job and he just cannot do anything. And he's this guy's like screaming at his opponent and, like basically taunting him and then he just you know whips it back That's and like sick. goes
0: over the top. There's Andre Carter, the second here. He's also so army. So I, it would have been cooler if he was good enough to go in the first round because army hasn't had a player in the first round in like forever, 70 years. They haven't mm-hmm. had a player drafted like before the sixth or seventh round in an extremely long time too. Cause obviously like they as go to players the got bigger, the army did not make players be able to be fatter. Right. And so, you know, it's just, everyone's just has cool. to be smaller and be in the army, but um, it's just an oddity. But obviously there's also like, you know, stuff going on in Congress and, you know, spending bills and stuff. And like he, his actual like ability to def, have, get a deferment granted from the army was like being negotiated by like Congress. And anyway, just his eligibility for the draft itself is like part of like yeah. a spending bill, which is just kind of remarkable. So anyway, I don't know. Um Would have been more funny if he's first rounder though.
2: Yeah, he doesn't, he's probably not going to go that early. I think yeah. he's a little bit like, he, he needs to bulk up a little bit. The yeah. argument
0: for him was he looked poor because he isn't, in the weight room at Alabama and so if they make him bigger he'll be better is that basically
1: yeah it's like he's he's one of these guys that's walking on toothpicks right like he's got a mm-hmm. nice well developed upper half he's long and then his legs he has no calves like he's, he just, he's
0: just a soldier he's yeah. like a weakling basically that is what we're saying here
1: yeah the army like in terms of like army weightlifting and training the army only lets you squat so much so many times before they're like it's not worth it like it doesn't help us the military we, you don't need to have glutes you know what I'm saying it's like he's just not <laughs> developed <laughs>
2: The way a football
0: player measures the glutes and then you can only a yeah, yeah. certain Do you about glutes? It. They're more like <laughs> functional strength.
1: Yeah. And so, if a player looked like that and they were in the Alabama weight program for four years, you'd be like, okay, their body simply cannot put on this mass. The Devontae Smith theorem. Like, if Alabama couldn't make him over 170, nobody's making him over 170. When a player comes out of army looking like this, you go, oh, we can probably body recomp it because he's being treated did differently. You, what did it's you just, just say? Body recomp. Recomposition.
2: Recompose that his body, like redistribute a, weight yeah. into different areas. That sounds like
0: a Marvel thing when they like transport someone across like right. a different dimension. It's like, yeah, we, we right. Ant-Man, we, reco- we retransported yeah. well, him.
1: You know, if I tell you somebody is like six foot, 200 pounds, there's a lot of different ways six foot, 200 pounds can look in terms of like where the weight is carried. That's body composition. <laughs> so when you yeah. change where the weight is carried, it's body recomposition. And that's, that's, I just like that you said
0: body recomp and like expected, like, I I I was just (laughs) like, it's a a common thing. Yeah, 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 body recomp.
1: So I liked Carter's film. I just, Carter's not going to be a guy where there's articles out in 2023. Like, the rookie season of Andre Carter has been incredible. It's going to be like, there's articles out in 2025 that's like, day three pick Andre Carter is finally rounding out into the player that X team wanted him always to be. And he's going to be like 270 pounds. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be Andre Carter
0: body recomp.
1: Body recomp. It's going to be, you know, (laughs) commonplace by then.
0: Uh the <laughs> any other players um stand out to you guys?
2: Um a couple other guys I want to just mention as potential first round picks um that have been getting a lot of buzz here. Tight end Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State. Good one, yeah. Um he's he made a couple of good plays today, in fact, and he looked pretty good. He's he's another guy that's like really athletic, really tall, has been injured a lot in college, so didn't get a ton of like <laughs> so tight. I'm laughing
0: because you said he was athletic.
2: He's very athletic. He's supposed to, like, there's buzz he's going to run like a high 4-4. So there Five we go. tight ends if, are going around so like Just one. so
0: you know, DK and I, oh, I always needle DK because he's like, everybody's like, you know, tight end, big, athletic. I'm like, those are like the main two purposes. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I only want to hear it's when a tight, end's athletic, tight end athletic. all relative. High fits.
1: my Philadelphia Eagles give Jack Stoll tight end on Nebraska 20 snaps a game I would not describe Jack Stoll as big athletic we also did um,
0: we did two two tight ends in a lie and we thought Jack Stoll was real, Was the fake one
1: yeah no Jack Stoll's very real he's on my team <laughs> he's not uh, like very
0: real he's <laughs> not like extremely real
2: this is getting like really like Jack Stoll who's been listening
1: to this whole pod is just catching strays the
2: end. <laughs> yeah what lay off of Jack Stoll um, and then the other guy I wanted to mention is Derek Hall from Auburn edge rusher who has he measured in with really long arms, 30, 34 and 3 eighths inch great arms, one. 83 inch wingspan, which is great for a guy who's 6'3", um, but he's like big, thick,
0: explosive, what? edge rusher, thick. Oh, okay. What did uh, I- Nothing. I miss surgery.
2: Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of ter- draft terms sound sexual. Oh, but, Is that what okay. you're getting at? All in? right. Okay. While we're
0: here, the amount of times you're like, yeah, defensive end, you know, you just got to like, you know, penetrate, bend- <laughs> Finish, Great, great rap. And I'm like, all right, let's maybe we can like change these terms. Eyes
2: through the thighs, <laughs> wrap, Jesus. wrap up. Yeah. It's,
0: it is hard sometimes to keep a straight face. Track the hip. Track
2: I don't know. Hips. I mean, everything that you say in football sounds sexual. It's in my a little. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So he's another guy to keep in mind. I'm sure there's a couple others that like might sneak in. Osiris Torrance from Florida might be a first round pick early second. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a couple of the tackles, I think like Darnell Wright from Tennessee. Matthew Bergeron from Syracuse, I and mean, you mentioned John Michael Schmitz from. You like Minnesota. Bergeron that much? Well, I'm. I don't. I. I think he's been impressive in this. Uh, in like the one on ones this week. I'm not saying he's gonna be a first round pick. I think he's got an outside shot at like rising yeah. in the process. I'll
1: tell you, Bergeron. Sorry, who? Sorry, <laughs> Matt Bergeron is offensive lineman out of Syracuse. He's from Canada uh, originally, and mm-hmm. he he came Demarit. to Syracuse. Started started as a freshman. Has just been taking names ever since. Every single person I talk to talks about Bergeron. Really? Th- yeah. Like yeah. from what I understand, he was one of these guys yeah. that like everybody was trying not to talk about because they wanted him to be a secret, <laughs> and then somebody started Stop talking about bitch. him, and everybody yeah.
2: wants to talk about him because they've been holding their tongue on him. Bergeron's got a lot of fans. Yeah, he's he's been impressive in my like I, I haven't watched, gone back and watched all the tape of the the
0: trench stuff, but yeah. he looks good. That's all I got. What do you got? Hi, Fitz. You guys want to do some emails? I'm gonna pause two jargons in a lie for a week, but we are a couple of emails. Solak, I we we talked. I'm, I'm, I'm bummed Craig's not here uh, with us because Craig made an incredible point during the Chiefs Eagles game. Sorry, no, the Chiefs. Um, that's the Super Bowl.
1: Craig is in the future.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Chiefs Eagles game. Did you see? No, I'm wrong. It was the Eagles Niners game when I think it was Landon Dickerson got hurt. Mm-hmm. Oh, they yeah. cut to an, like the in-game Applebee's commercial. So it's like like a they split were split sh- screen between the control, screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they yeah. were showing Landon Dickerson like writhing in pain. Yeah, but he's
2: hyperextending his elbow. But the
0: audio and the <laughs> side was right to screen was an Applebee's commercial and it was just start me up. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like singing like Ugh! and like it was. We were like crying. We just have
2: a disgusting country. So We, we have got, a disgusting <laughs>
0: culture. It's like this injury is sponsored by <laughs> Applebee's advertisers. Yeah, and so we got a lot of emails about this. Shout out to everyone who did. We got a lot of emails, but I want to read from Steven. Steven. Craig didn't even mention Steve? the best part of the Applebee's commercial. Oh, yeah, thank you for doing the Steven. Steven, who? <laughs> ah. Nailed it. Craig didn't even mention the best part of the Applebee's commercial. Me and my brother and a couple cousins all got together over the weekend at a cab and watched it together. The commercial, not only was horrible timing, but the best part was at the end of it, as he's being walked off and writhing in pain, he's like, The song is like, You make a grown man cry. Oh,
2: <laughs> oh my God. We're living in a simulation. <laughs> Yeah, the the split screen
1: commercial <laughs> is a tough idea. <laughs> I understand why they yes. wanted to go for it because they're greedy sons of guns and they want to get more commercials up and they want to you know shorten you know the commercial time. So if you can stick a commercial <laughs> in there, you can shorten the overall break it's time. A good idea, but
2: it's a tough, it's yeah. a tough you one.
0: Can't do it. People get hurt. They need to just <laughs> someone needs to step in. Be like, why don't we not play the Applebee's <laughs> thing? Like, like, nah.
2: The best part is we've gotten several people like tweeted us or wrote to us that say they can't watch Applebee's commercials the same anymore. You know what's <laughs> messed up? We, this <laughs> we ruined out, Applebee's.
0: And then people tweeted us or email us when these things happen. And they're like, oh, every time I see like a player riding in pain during an ad, I think of you guys. I'm like, all right, <laughs> so great. I'm good. glad that's our like niche now. Uh, the other one I just want to read, um, a lot of feedback on the Empire State Building. Um, so like, as you can imagine, I just absolutely lost my mind yeah. about the Empire State Building lighting up. Um English I told Hyvitz I'm
1: gonna uh get a supersized Jalen Hurts jersey and put it on the Statue of Liberty. Oh my
0: god. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, Again. it's not even as bad because at least that's for like America and it's in New York. The Empire <laughs> State Building, it, it's called the Empire State. Right. Like that's the that's the motto of the state of New York, is the Empire State. So anyway, got an email from Amy. Amy. Who? <laughs> annoyed that got me again. Um, <laughs> so we were basically, we, we had a dumb conversation we're like who runs the Empire State Building? Right. And so Amy's like, do you Tony. Really? Yeah. So Amy basically answers the question and is like the, there's a New York City real estate power couple named Harry and Leona Helmsley who owned the Empire State Building and Leona was one of those quintessential late 80s, early 90s, page six villains like Donald Trump or George Steinbrenner who were defined by being like incredibly wealthy, cartoonishly obnoxious and just like batshit crazy. And when Leona eventually died, apparently this we can't confirm this, but she supposedly disinherited her grandchildren because they didn't name any of their kids Harry. And instead she left her multi <laughs> <laughs> and she left her multi-million dollar estate to her fluffy white dog named Trouble.
2: Oh, for fuck's sake. Trouble's
0: a good name. Trouble's an incredible <laughs> name, name for a little dog. dog. I'm sure it was very well trained. This dog is richer yeah. than like 99% of <laughs> Oh my God. And then at one point, Leona bragged to her housekeeper that she said something, very Lucille Bluth, of course I don't pay taxes. Only little people pay taxes. <laughs> um, and the narrator. What could a banana cost? Narrator. She was convicted of tax evasion. Classic. <laughs> so anyway, um, point being, at one point they got really mad about something. And when one of them went to jail, the other one who was in charge of the Empire State Building turned off the lights at the Empire State Building like when they were convicted. like Good as she, And like... I don't know if that's where this began. But.
2: That's where the light, like, light thing?
0: But I, I don't know if that's like the origin, but it did start as them just personally like we're mad at the world when you just turn this building off.
2: The Empire State Building Twitter account was like trolling people who were upset about this, by the way. Yeah. It, it was, was a amazing. concerted effort.
0: I'm just <laughs> disgusted by them. <laughs> it was and so great. I, I literally, they can just go to new I'm times. a huge fan of the Empire State Building but all of a sudden. If we graph the amount
1: of times I've said the words Empire State Building over the course of my life, there was like a peak when I was like eight. And I was yeah. like, this is cool. And then, like, maybe once again, when I was 13, I was in New York. Or maybe we should go to the Empire State Building. And it was, like, a long, flat line for a long time. <laughs> and It was a huge spike this week. Empire so State Building that. got what
0: wanted. Oh, cool. Discourse. Engagement. But at what cost? Like, this is literally, like, if... Free. The, it's tweeting. But yeah. <laughs> it's not... The, oh, you guys keep saying, like, this happened on Twitter. The real-life building changed colors well, in the New no York such City. Thing you can't as the prove the world that. You only saw Twitter. it on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. They doctored the footage. It's kind of like if they put at the top of the rocky steps, they put this giant statue of Drago, and they were like, "Look, man, engagement." It's like that's not like it's about. Yeah, uh, that's you, there's there's like, they do that.
1: So it's different. whatever. How many people? There can was lo- literally a Mahomes
0: jersey on Rocky this week.
1: Was yeah, that not... They do... that Right. And then the Niners put a bunch of... Uh, Niners fans put a bunch of Niners stuff on Purdy. Or on on, on Ro- the Rocky statue. The Vikings did it. The year they came to the NFC Championship game. It doesn't go well for anybody who does it.
2: I don't know why they keep doing it. We're going to look at impressions, okay? How many people do you think physically saw the lights in the Empire State Building?
0: On Twitter? Yeah. No, physically uh, saw.
2: Like with their own eyeballs, saw the Empire State Building. Like a million. Okay. This tweet has 45 million views. Wow. Empire State... Who cares? That's what I'm saying. It's more important on Twitter than in real life. That's what I'm saying.
1: I'm uh, I'm putting one hand in the air and that's Empire State Building. And I'm putting another hand above it and that's at Empire State Building. (laughs) Everyone
0: in (laughs) New York now hates them.
2: BLDG at the end. It's not the full word. (laughs) (laughs) I am like... Enraged by It's this. like this is the classic. We don't know what advertising, how advertising <laughs> just works. <don't> know,
0: continue <laughs> to not know how advertising works. Continue to just not get it. Why do they do it? Because we're fucking don't. talking about it. Exactly. All right. Whatever. Well, let's stop talking. Okay. Let's get out of here. Thank you, Solek. Thank you, DK. Um, thank you to everyone who he- emailed us. Emails at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com about questions, two jargons at a lie, Empire State Building, prospects. Um, eh. We got a lot.
1: Yeah, nah. Not so much.
0: Yeah. Other stuff. <laughs> We're going to the Combine. Yeah, we're, we're going to be in Phoenix next week at the Super Bowl. So we're going to be coming in from the Super Bowl next week. So that's going to be really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a lot of really good stuff coming up. So this is going to be great. Um, and yeah, shout out. Thank Kai. you, Kai, for production yeah. help. Thank you, Craig, who is with us in Spiritually. spirit. Or is he in the future?
2: He's in the future. He knows the results of the game. We'll be talking to him afterward. Yeah. I accidentally texted him last night asking where he was. And he was like, I'm in California. Like, oh, leave me so- alone. Well, you had a tough day. We didn't, we didn't even go to. I <laughs> had a really nice. tough day. You I didn't t- have like, my luggage for 24 oh, hours. Yeah, it was If a you email
0: us at ringerfantasyfootball.gmail.com, maybe I'll tell you. All right. Thank you, Lord Damn. Thank you, Snow. In Fama. Wait, do we know which hand Roshan Johnson broke? Because, like, I did shake his hand this morning. I can't, like. It's it's I'm assuming that- if he gave you the hand. <laughs> if he offered the hand. hand. I got to tell you, I can't <laughs> fathom having a broken bone and, like, not knowing. Yeah, I'm so like I I broke my hand by the way in
2: high school and I was playing basketball. I like the ball like hit my finger at like a weird angle and I was like ow like my hand hurt. And then I just kept playing. And then someone I like tried to like grab something like I was like you know I don't know playing defense or tried to grab a rebound or something. And then it was like the most searing pain I've ever felt in my life. So I it know. hurts.
0: I just <laughs> there's like a like a level of toughness it's like put it this way I'm not in the Saltist platoon I'll put it that way right I'm not either but yeah
2: I can't find
1: which hand it was <laughs> sorry
0: can't confirm I think honestly I probably can not confirm it was
1: not the right hand probably I not agree alright yeah. right. goodbye